standing ovation here. Let's go to our ring announcer. Welcome to the show that brings you all things nostalgia in the world of professional wrestling. It is now time to go beyond the bell. As I said to you last week, I'm flattered that Hulk Hogan has a renewed interest, not only in the greatest sport in the world, professional wrestling, but obviously a renewed interest in being number one. That's why my name comes up repeatedly. However, as you know, last week, Steamboat won a big match over the U.S. champion, Steve Austin. So Steamboat got the title shot in Chicago. Now, back to Hogan. Wait a minute, don't you think we should give Hogan a rest and talk about Steamboat? I think since you, a close friend of mine, have the audacity week after week, Gene, to refer to Hulk Hogan, a great movie star, a guy who's got his own series, as the immortal Hulk Hogan in my presence, knowing that Ric Flair, knowing it very well, is the only 11-time world heavyweight champion, then it would be in my best interest to say to Eugene, go back to Orlando, get Bobby Heenan, get Hogan in a very close, secure area, and ask Hulk one more time just exactly what his intentions are and just exactly what he sees as a future in WCW. Okay, wait a minute. I, I, I will make a promise to you. I'll try to get to Hogan sometime this week down at Disney MGM and see if I can get something more definitive. Please. I am a real American. Fight for what's right. Fight for your life. When it comes crashing down and it hurts inside. If you hurt my friends, then you hurt my pride. I gotta take a stand. No, I can't let it slide. I am a real American. Fight for the rights of every man. I am a real American. Fight for what's right. Fight for your Wrestling fans, it's that time once again to turn back the clock as we rewind and relive all things nostalgia in the world of professional wrestling and sports entertainment. This is Beyond the Bell via the SNS Radio Network. And I'm your host, once again, ring announcer Sean Beckerman, here with you as we look back at all things nostalgia, all things retro in wrestling. This is is beyond the bell. This week we continue our popular series entitled The Hulkamania Chronicles as we look back at the illustrious career of one of the most, if not arguably the most popular superstar in the world of sports entertainment, the immortal Hulk Hogan. From his early days, breaking into wrestling in Japan with a broken leg from his first day of training camp, on to becoming World Wrestling Federation Champion, 
and the challenges that he faced in the World Wrestling Federation as top dog. From ultimate challenges to mega powers exploding. From real world champions to psychos to voodoo artists, the Hulkster saw it all. And coming into the mid-90s, we saw the end of an illustrious era in the World Wrestling Federation. The Hulkster had left the WWF. For the first time in Hulk Hogan's career, he was without a home. This time, we thought the Hulkster was finished with the World Wrestling Federation. What would his wrestling career hold for the Hulkster in the late 90s into the new millennium? Well, Eric Bischoff came a-knockin' and Hulk Hogan signed with World Championship Wrestling. This edition of the Hulkamania Chronicles discusses the Hulkster entering WCW. Time for the red and yellow because just like Jay said, this Sunday night, oh, I know. this Sunday night, night I've got a chance I, to be I the know. world's heavyweight champion for the sixth time, brother. In oh, my for the sixth time this event? Sixth time. The... So why are you coming? Tell us why you're coming out of retirement. Well, there's a lot of reasons. Yeah. It's what I love uh, to give do. Give me one of them. It's what I love to do. And <laughs> yeah. I've got two small kids, yeah. Nicholas and Brooke. And Brooke is six years old, and she kind of caught the tail end of Hulkamania. Now my son Nicholas is going to be four July 27th. Yeah. And he's all the time I'm signing these autographs while I'm doing Thunder in Paradise right, right. Disney. He's going, Dad, why are you signing that Hulk Hogan? I thought you were Hurricane Spencer. That's the Navy SEAL name. Oh, I see. That's in the TV show. Yeah, yeah. and so now all of a sudden Nicholas is going, Dad, I want you to wrestle him. So when I take him to McDonald's or wherever, Nicholas goes, Hulkster rules, dude. And then my, my daughter, Brooke, is going like this all the time. Yeah. You know, so. That's where I see a woman going so like this. So that's one right? good reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they don't know you as it. So they know you as the thespian. Huh? Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> What's that mean, man? As actor. Oh, actor, yeah, right. <clears throat> now, do you wrestle with your kids? Do you teach them to wrestle? Yeah, we've got a thing, um, well, even before The Lion King came out, we've got a thing we do called Playing Lion, you know? Playing Lion? Get down yeah, my course. wife and I do that. <laughs> well, I keep my underwear on. Anyway, you know, just joking. So, just so you joking. play lion. No, so I start play lion with my kids, and right. I get down there. He liked it, didn't yeah. you? <laughs> but I crawl around, and my kids get on my back, you know, and I try to buck them off. Right. And uh, finally, when I buck them off, then they get down after they get tired of being thrown around, and they play little lion. Oh, I so, see. So, you so it's kind of like a wrestling match wrestling with the kids. Well, let me in. Now, you've been married how long? Almost oh, 11 years. Almost 11 years. Okay. Now, what, what, now obviously, were you... Was your wife a wrestling fan when you met? Did she see you in the ring and that's how you met? No, she wasn't. She was uh, a manicurist here in the Valley. Yeah. And I uh, just finished the Rocky Three movie. And all of a sudden, um, I was in a place called the Red Onion. And I was standing there. Yeah. I was oh, standing like a there. singles place. So you were yeah. like cruising for babes, I believe, the night I was cruising for babes. Not looking for a wife. Cruising. Cruising. For babes. And I saw Linda. And I said, oh, my God, that could be championship material there. <laughs> and, then, and the next thing I, I knew, you know, I kind of watched her, and I reached out and grabbed her when she walked by. I said, you reached hey. out and grabbed her when yeah. she walked by? And I said, how'd you like to have a drink? And she says, no. And then I grabbed her again when she came out of the bathroom. Out and well, I don't know. You know, it's just how I, I say times it. were different 11 yeah. years ago. <laughs> and she goes, um, weren't, you, weren't you in that movie? And I said, yeah, 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 I was in the movie. And so to make a long story short, I called her the next day. And her mother answered the phone when her mom kind of well, let, let me back up a minute now. Didn't, she said, weren't you in Rocky Three, Or did you say, she you said, know, I was in uh, no, Rocky Three? Come on. Come on. I know guys. She said it. She said it. You she didn't say it. it? She said it. All right. 
And the next day, when I called her, mom kind of put her hand over the phone. And uh, when I said, this guy's called from the Rocky movie, he said, Mr. T? You know? <laughs> and I kind of could hear it through her hand, and she goes, ask him his name. She forgot my name. So, you know, we've been now, together. Now, what did you say, Hulk? Well, at the time, I did. You said, this is Hulk? Does your license say Hulk? Sure, no, it doesn't. It says Terry. Terry? Terry Hulk Hogan. Oh, they know Terry. that, man. That's no surprise. No, they know that. Let me ask you, is it... Is it like this? Is it... Oops, excuse me. Let me see. I mean, when you sign it, do you sign it? It's Terry... With a Y, not an I. The I with the little circle on it? Oh, please. <laughs> Did your family worry about injuries? Is that a bit like, do the kids... Oh, Daddy, you're going to get hurt and all that stuff? Well, they do, because, you know, whenever we go out there, that's one of the things that people don't realize about wrestling, you know. Even though it's a controlled situation, we're out there to entertain all these people. A controlled situation? A controlled situation. Control situation. <laughs> I love these. It's, it's like well, legal it's not fake, man, because if, it, if it's fake, that means you didn't get hurt. And you right, get, right. You get so hurt it's every control. Night. Yeah, and we go out there and we work as hard as we can to, to have good matches. Right, right. I'm going to get him in there and show him. No, no, no. control have you ever wrestled a woman do you ever think you'll see that you'll have uh, no, a co-ed wrestling i kind of get knocked out by a woman one time the red onion <laughs> almost I was, in, I was in madison square garden and this the bad guy his manager was a woman and when she d jumped up on the apron i pointed my finger at her to tell her to get down in her seat and when she slapped me she kind of cupped her hand and hit my ear like like that right and it kind of knocked me out of my feet and the first thing that happens when you get knocked out is you straighten your legs out but usually you're laying on your back, but I, I was lucky enough to bounce off my knee and straighten my legs out. So I was, I was walking around the ring and knocked out from the lady, you know. But it could happen. Have you ever gone against, a, like, a boxer? Have you done that? Yo, Rocky. Well, you guys saw that I did a Rocky Balboa and uh, Rocky Well, not the Curry. movies, but I mean in, 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 a, in a real match. Uh, no, I'd never get in there and box the boxer. Yeah. I was in the ring uh, two weeks ago with George Foreman. Oh, yeah? Was sparring or just... Well, he was helping me out with a promotion, working out with me, right. you know, because this guy I'm wrestling, Ric Flair... He throws these punches on the break, you know, kind of over the referee's shoulder. So George is saying, oh, you got to watch out for that punch. I've been watching him. So we went out there and uh, worked out at his youth center there in Houston near the airport. And uh, that's a good reality check. George hits pretty hard. He's unbelievable, isn't it? He hit me so hard. I had my hands like this doing the rope of dope. George hit me so hard in my arm, my body went numb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's unbelievable. Because you think he's like... A fat guy or something. He's but not. It's like this. He's not. Mm. And you know, it's like hitting a Cadillac. And he's so big, you think he's slow, but he's so fast, you can't even see him. Yeah, he's, like, yeah. he's all over the place. Oh, he's unbelievable. He's great. Okay, so the big match is uh, Sunday, Flash at the Beach. Pay-per-view. We'll Hulk check Hogan. It out. What you gonna do, brother? Hulk Hogan, ladies and gentlemen. Hulk Hogan signed with World Championship Wrestling on June 11th of 1994 after a red and yellow ticker tape parade was held in his honor at Disney World in Orlando, Florida. Video footage was shown on the organization's programs, including footage of Hogan with Ted Turner and even a parade through downtown Disney in Orlando. Unbelievable parades. Ted Turner, paparazzi, you name it, they were set up for the Hulkster. Hogan's deal with WCW made it easy for him to continue taping Thunder in Paradise, as it was taped at MGM Studios, the same place most of WCW's programming was being taped from. Hulkster, before you do anything else, I've been asked by World Championship Wrestling officials to make it official. Right here, I've got the contract. I'm going to have you with uh, your John Henry and Jimmy Hart 
You little legal beagle, you see to it that this signature is affixed to the contract. And then let's hear it because history is being made right before your very eyes. That does it. Here we go. Get ready for the ride of your life, ladies and gentlemen. It was news to all wrestling fans from Atlanta to Stanford to Tokyo. Hogan had jumped ship for new territory, a new horizon to clean up. He made his wrestling debut on Sunday, July 17, 1994, at, in Orlando at the Bash in the, at the Beach pay-per-view. His first match was against WCW World Heavyweight Champion Nature Boy Ric Flair. Tomorrow night on pay-per-view, the biggest match in professional wrestling history, the bash at the beach, you one-on-one with Ric Flair for the WCW heavyweight title holster. Well, let me tell you something, Mean Gene. The fact that Hulk Hogan is here in the WCW, this is the biggest day in my life, the biggest day in my career. And now that Ted Turner has put his seal of approval, now that his words are etched in stone, this is the number one wrestling organization in the world, brother. And all the maniacs know that, dude. Amen. And as far as next Sunday goes, July 17th, the bash at the beach. One man, one belt, one title, one world heavyweight champion, brother. That match will be the one that the whole world watches, brother. All the Hulkamaniacs on the inside, the thousands of them. All the thousands of Hulkamaniacs on the outside of the building, brother. And all the millions upon millions of Hulkamaniacs all over the world watching their TVs will see one winner, one loser, and one world's heavyweight champion, dude. You know, I should point out, just for the record, Sensuous Sherry is barred from the building here tonight, but I understand she will be in Orlando. Well, you know something, brother? When Ric Flair said he was the dirtiest player in the game, we realized what he was talking about. And when Sensuous Sherry came out, we saw that Ric Flair was his, that, that Sherry was his down card. But let me tell you something, brother. My prayers have finally been answered, brother. We will have Ric Flair in Orlando. But tonight, the WCW, Eric Bischoff, and interactive wrestling is the cutting edge, brother, of the wrestling business. Tonight, all the maniacs, Jimmy Hart, dial that phone number for me, brother. Tonight, the Hulkamaniacs have a chance to call in and decide who they want to wrestle tonight. And as far as the main event goes, Jimmy, give me that number. I want to see Ric Flair wrestle Sting tonight, brother. That's the main event I want to see, dude. Wait a minute, because Sherry's barred from the building, I don't think Ric Flair's got any interest in wrestling. Well, brother, I don't care what Ric Flair wants. That's what's so cool about this thing, brother. The Hulkamaniacs can make a difference. Even without Sherry here, we can put Ric Flair in the ring against Sting, brother, and he's got nothing to say about that. Absolutely right. If you do vote for Ric Flair, he'll have no choice but to get in the ring and meet Sting, so... Keep that in mind as you make those telephone calls. You know, we got the Shack Attack in Orlando. We got George Foreman there, brother. We got Hammer and Hank, who's taught me how to hit a home run with Ric Flair's head. But the one thing that I got now in my corner, the one man watching my back, the man that knows how to fight, scratch, 
claw and fight for what he believes in, and that's the training, the prayers, the vitamins. That man is here with me tonight, brother. He is the best street fighter in the world, and that's my main man, brother, Mr. T, brother. something Ric Flair when you talk about having the deck stack brother when you talk about having a down card brother we're not worried about sneaky Sherry anymore brother if any of your friends want to come out from the back during the bash at the beach if any of your friends want to try to interfere in my match with Ric Flair I've got the maniac mugger here, brother. I could put him at ringside, but he's going to be hovering the Orlando Arena. And I pity the fool that gets in your way, brother. You said it, Hulk. I'm glad to be here with you, brother. Wherever you go, I'll be there. We're going to take control of the WCW. And Ric Flair, you better look out. Sensational Sherry, whatever your name is, Sneaky Sherry, you better look out. Anybody that try to take care of business, you know, Sneaky from the back, that's my job. You take care of the business in the ring, I'll be patrolling the outside, up in the balconies, in the alleyways, taking care of business. Don't worry about nothing, I got you covered. And what you gonna do, Ric Flair? What you gonna do, Ric Flair, when the largest arms in the world in Hulkamania run wild on you? I pity the fool! Stay tuned, we're back after this! Alright, welcome back everybody, and we are live here on TBS in the Red I'm the world champion! I will not have Hulk Hogan dictate policy to me! Hogan, you are not telling the world champion what to do! I'm here to watch! I'm here to lend my presence! I'm going to Rupert's! I'm going to Frankie's! I'm not wrestling Steve! I can't say you are, you will! Nick Bachwick, come here, I want to hear what you have to say about that. I can only tell you one thing, and you can get as outraged as you want. You are not world championship wrestling. You want to go to Rupert's, and you want to play on the social life of Atlanta, you go. But the title will stay here, and it's that simple. You, what are you simple. talking about? What we're talking about is the, the, the voting is very close, and the fans want to see the world champion, Ric Flair, wrestle. Stay, let's go back to the ring. The dream match was actually going to happen now on a big stage for a championship title. After a tough match, Hogan pinned Flair and won the championship, becoming the third man in history to have held both the WWF and WCW world titles. Orlando Magic superstar Shaquille O'Neal and his manager Jimmy Hart celebrated with him after the match. Of course, the fans were right there as well. The Hulkster was on top of the WCW mountain. still going. He is still going. The big butt. Oh, no. Please, no. The leg drop. Oh, no. Please, I'll do anything. No. Two. No, no, no. No. Tequila Neal. In the ring. With the Hulkster. 
again. Tony, tell me it's a dream. Tell me it's a nightmare. Is Hulk Hogan the heavyweight champion of the world? It's for real. Hulkamania lives in World Championship Wrestling. His first match in WCW. And he sets an all-time attendance record, an all-time pay-per-view record for WCW, and becomes a heavyweight champion of the world. And now, the Hawks are calling out to the Hulkamaniacs here. And they're standing and cheering. This is the worst day. It's the greatest day in the history of professional wrestling as the two greatest wrestlers came together and the Hawkster become the WCW Heavyweight Champion of the World! What is going to happen Saturday night on WCW Saturday night? Oh, is he going to gloat on this? Is he going to flaunt this? Oh, yeah. Calling out to each side here. Yeah. The Hawkster. Oh, yeah. On the far side. How about that? Well, ladies and gentlemen, and wrestling fans worldwide, Chris Lemon. And I believe that's Hulkster's little son, Nicholas, there with Chris. All enjoying the moment. A lot of buildup, but you've got to admit, it was one of the greatest matches we've ever had. Both men were ready. Both men in phenomenal shape. Both men had come to fight, and in the end, it was the Hulkster. Big foot, big leg, see ya. It was not only the greatest match I've ever seen. Oh, I can't talk, Shivani. The Hawkster with the win as they celebrate in Orlando. And yes, Hulkamania is the strongest force in the universe. Hulk Hogan is the WCW Heavyweight Champion role now. Are we ready? There you see. Yes! Doug Dillinger. Three months ago, what we were gonna do. Hacksaw! 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 Jim Duggan, brother. Hacksaw! Slim and trim. Oh, Hacksaw! Jim Duggan in the back. Hacksaw! Back, brother. Yes. I like it. I like it. Come on, baby. We're gonna try to get in and get a word with the Hawkster here in just a few moments. Brandon was a great match. Now think about how the match went. How Flair put him in the figure four leg lock. How he took the pain, okay, and how he continued to come back. And that has been the one force, that's been the one thing about Hulk Hogan through the years. He's big, he's gigantic, but his heart, his determination, his ability to come back, and it really came through tonight, and that's why he is the heavyweight champion of the world. Now attack. Let me see that thing, Holy moly, brother, one belt, one man, one champion, the only champion in the world today, Hulk Hogan. 
Jimmy Hart, Mr. T, and all the Hulkamaniacs, brother. All right. Yeah. I understand he's going to go to the interview location right now. Okay, we'll be going in there. I think Mean Gene is back there already. Whoa, whoa, what a, what a night it's been, Brain. The greatest pay-per-view I've ever been a, yeah, uh, 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 associated with. But I'll tell you the, the sad thing like is standing there right now, that man holding the title. All right, Gene is there. Gene, take it away. All right, I thank you very much, Tony, Bobby Heenan, and this capacity crowd on hand and dignitaries are filling this reception area. Ladies and gentlemen, I have been down the road with this man, and they used to say back in the Prohibition days, the good old days are back, and believe me, Hulk Hogan, congratulations, WCW heavyweight champion. You have done it again, my friend. What a day. Well, you know something, Mean Gene. Everything that was old is now new again, brother. And I told all the Hulkamaniacs, how'd you like to go on one long ride? And they said, yeah, brother, we'd like to go. I said, well, that's cool. Just as long as the Hulkster's driving, brother. And tonight in Orlando, all the way around the world, all the way to New York City, brother, Tokyo, Japan, Africa, Asia, it all points in between. Hulkamania is running more powerful than it's ever been. Jimmy Hart was watching my back. Mr. T, the maniac mugger was roaming the crowd. Shack Attack, who was hanging on the belt, was shaking his head all the way through for Hulkamania. I had George Foreman on my Hulk of home, brother, giving me beat-by-beat -beat instructions. And all I got to say is I pity the fool, brother. I feel sorry for Ric Flair because as the thousands of Hulkamaniacs were stalking the arena, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, one of my number one Hulkamaniacs, the hacker, was talking to the crowd. Great were coming out, man. Pillman was there. Johnny B. Bad was there. We were rocking and rolling the place. And what is the WCW going to do now that Hulkster still rules? Woo! Well, I got a, a great idea. I'm certain that these fans here are going to partake in a little food and drink tonight. Brian, great to see you. Brutus the Barber Beefcake, Brian Pillman is here, Bill Shaw, President, a world champ, the Guardian Angel, and what about the contingent from Japan, Saito, Anoki, and dignitaries from all over the world, Hammer and Hank Aaron is here, Shaquille O'Neal, I've never seen a turnout like this in my life. Oh, well, brother, Flair was caged in, dude, the shock attack told me that all I had to do was stand there and lay the brother up, you know, lay him from one corner to the other. And then, as if he tried to make his escape, Mr. T was there to bend him in a big old pretzel. And if we bent him in a ball, Shaq was going to slam him, and as he bounced off the floor, Hammer and Hank was going to knock him back in the ring, brother. So, Ric Flair, you had no choice, no choice, brother. You had to face Hulkamania. You had to feel the power. And Mean Gene, can you imagine now, with all those little maniacs in the WCW, with the Shaq attack, with George Foreman, with everybody wearing the headbands, hiding their dome, with everybody ripping the shirts off, brother, with my shirts being torn all around the world. Can you imagine the pythons, the power I'm going to have when I step in that ring again with my next opponent, brother? And I'd like to know who that's going to be because I've got a feeling there are going to be a lot of them standing in line. I just feel sorry for the next dude. Ric Flair walked that out on profile too many times as far as I'm concerned. I told the brother to leave his limo running. Fill the Learjet up with gas, because as soon as we get done partying, me and all my brothers here at the WCW, we're flying all the way back to Venice Beach, and we're going to be riding Tiger Sharks this weekend, dude. What are you going to do? Well, I'm going to be there to do it and be part of it. Ladies and gentlemen from Orlando, Florida, from the reception area for Tony Silvani. Hogan's popularity was still amazing even to an audience who had only seen him on television. Of course, the Stinger was still in WCW and remained 
their top superstar or one of their top superstars down. But Hogan's appearances were a happening, as Gorilla Monsoon would say. What a happening here. It was new to WCW, new to the world of professional wrestling, as the Hulkster was getting stale in the World Wrestling Federation. The Hogan-Flair feud did not end there. In his first WCW match on July 17th, mere days after testifying at McMahon's federal government trial, we saw Hogan finally defeat Flair. What made this so special was you had you felt it in the crowd. You felt the energy in the crowd. You felt the big-time atmosphere that the WCW tried to portray. The undercard was forgettable, but that event is still shown on W. WWE On Demand, Classics On Demand, as well as on YouTube. As well as on YouTube, as it gets tons of hits still to this day. They made it seem special, so we have to give kudos to WCW on that note. And to boot, just like you had Mr. T help out the Hulkster in the first ever WrestleMania, you had the big-time popularity of Shaquille O'Neal adding to the mix, who was who played for the Orlando Magic at the, ch- at the time, new to the NBA, new top star, and you combined him with Hulkamania, it was truly a happening, and it was the symbol of a new era in WCW. In this edition, we'll discuss the Hulkster after winning the championship from the Nature Boy Ric Flair, battling competitors in his first two years at WCW, monsters after clashing with Flair, battling superstars, behemoths, monsters, such as Big Van Vader and a young monster named the Giant, Paul White, who we now know as the Big Show. The Giant, who we now know, of course, as Big Show, would bring Hogan's WCW Championship reign to an end in controversial fashion at Halloween Havoc on October 28th of 1995. That same year, Hogan issued the infamous Hulk Rule CD, which will, of course, lead to our old-school theme of the week later in this edition of Beyond the Bell. The 10-song CD effort uh, was recorded with a backup group named The Wrestling Boot Band. Even to, to this day, or especially when I bought the CD as a young kid, I never knew what a wrestling boot band was. And the wrestling boot band consisted of his wife at the time, Linda Bolea, and his business manager, the Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. So you get a little gentry action there. You know, of course, known for being comprised of curiously self-celebratory tracks, Hulk Rules has since taken on cult classic status, especially on YouTube. So get tuned for that little ditty at the end of Beyond the Bell. Don't skip ahead, fans. Still enjoy this edition, but Hulk Rules will be coming up for our theme of the week. During the Clash of the Champions on August 24th in Cedar Rapids, the world champ was attacked by a masked individual from behind while walking out to do an interview with Mean Gene. Many believed it was Arn Anderson, having some kind of horseman connection, although AA was a part of Colonel Robert Parker's gang. Hogan's left knee was seriously injured. He was rushed to a nearby hospital and con- with continuing coverage on TBS. It was different at the time for WCW. Eric Bischoff and Jimmy Hart accompanied Hogan. The match between Hogan and Flair that was originally scheduled for the main event was announced to still be on, and if the champion was unable to defend due to his leg injury, the title would be forfeited to Flair. Ric Flair's dream. 
Hulk made his triumphant return to the five-season center on his bad leg and defended his belt against the, the challenger. Accompanied by Ed Leslie, who at the time could not use the name Brutus Beefcake, and Jimmy Hart, Hogan fought for more than 14 minutes before succumbing to flair by countout. Now he called him Brother Brutai because they couldn't say Brutus Beefcake. So Brother Brutai was in his corner but could not succumb the odds of the hobbling Hulkster. Afterwards, the masked man ran out and attacked him again. Sherry Martell and Flair helped out the unknown attacker until Sting made his way to the ring. The ring announcer mistakenly called Flair the new champion, and the latter escaped with the title belt. Do we have a new champion? Again, one of WCW's many confusing announcing calls at the end of a match. A big-time main event match. Hogan was again assisted from the... Uh, well, you could say he was assisted from the public eye in a different avenue as he was finally being defeated by Flair, taken out in an ambulance. This was new to WCW fans of seeing the Hulkster down and out. Ric Flair finally had one up on Hogan. Is that true? The promotions for Halloween Havoc began. Hogan was going to defend his belt against Flair in a special retirement cage match. Another retirement retirement match for Flair. Mr. T, like I just mentioned before at WrestleMania, came back. A longtime supporter of Hogan was brought in to referee the match at an estimated 14,000 fans were in attendance. Havoc was held on Sunday, October 23rd in Detroit, Michigan. Hogan pinned Flair and sent the former 12-time NWA WCW World Champion into inactivity. Done. WCW was changed forever. With the Nature Boy out, Hogan was the sole man on top of the promotion. It was finally all his. The big fish in the small pond. Prior to his arrival, everyone knew that Flair was their man whether he was good or bad, heel or face. After Flair's departure, Hogan was alone at the top with Sting seemingly one of his top contenders. That was until WCW signed the Macho Man Randy Savage. All right, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. We'll have more action for you momentarily. Uh, At this time, uh, obviously conspicuous by his absence is the Macho Man Randy Savage. And I'd like to uh, announce, unfortunately, that Randy Savage has been unable to sign a a contract with the World Wrestling Federation. Not unable to uh, rather come to terms with the World Wrestling Federation for a new contract but Randy I know you're out there listening and uh, on behalf of all of us here in the World Wrestling Federation all of your fans and certainly uh, me the number one fan I'd I'd like to say thank you for all of your positive contributions uh, to the World Wrestling Federation thank you Randy Savage for for all of the wonderful memories for so many years here in the World Wrestling Federation we wish you nothing but the best Godspeed and good luck Gentlemen, I don't mind telling you, 
It gives me a great deal of pleasure to introduce truly one of the all-time greats in professional wrestling, finally arriving at World Championship Wrestling. This man has done it all, the Macho Man Randy Savage. Welcome to Atlanta. Oh yeah! I want everybody right now to freak out, freak out. The Macho Man is right here. And I'm here for only one reason, and that's to take it to the limit, yeah! Uh, can you be a little more specific about that, Macho Man? I know you've got to have goals and objectives when you come to an organization, a star of your magnitude, but what specifically do you have in mind? You're right about that, because a lot of people out there call me hardcore, a lot of people out there call me cold and calloused, a lot of people out there think that I'm living on the edge and that I'm insane in the membrane and that I'm a time bomb and I could go ballistic at any second and all those things could be true but it doesn't ignore the fact that I'm here for one reason and one reason only and that is to confront the man that goes by the name of Hulk Hogan now, me and Gene Oakland, I want to ask you a question right now. Shoot! Do you know a man that goes by the name of Hulk Hogan that hangs around here? I, I hope you're not living in a cave and, and haven't been in New York because Hulk Hogan is the WCW heavyweight champion. He is? He is the champion. Well, you know, I think I might have a problem with that because past present and future, the number one wrestler in the universe is the macho man Randy Savage. And Hulk Hogan, you're number two. So I don't care if you're in a garbage can, come on out here. I don't care if you're underneath the ring. Come crawling over here because we got to do something man to man. We got a TCB. Take care of business. Get him out of here right now. Well, I don't believe Hulk Hogan is available, but I don't think Hogan's the kind of guy that would ever back down from any kind of a confrontation. Oh, is that right? No. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot right now. What I want you to do is tell me a situation where, when, what time that I can meet Hulk Hogan and get this thing resolved. Real simple. He's going to be at Starcade on December the 27th in Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, really? Yes. Starcade? Starcade. December the 27th, Nashville, Tennessee, Music City. Let me tell you something. I'm thinking about something right now. That's kind of cool right now because I can wait. Good things can wait. I'm going to tell you something, Mean Gene Okerlund. By a hook or by a crook, the macho man is going to be at Starcade. Oh, yeah, I am. And uh, somewhere in the night, I'm going to have eye contact with Hulk Hogan, and one of two things are going to happen. One, I'm going to take my hand and put it out to you, Hulk Hogan, and shake your hand. The other thing that may happen is that I might slap you in the face and spin your head all the way back to Venice Beach, California. What, what the boots do you? Thank you very much. No, no. Stop it right there. I'm going to tell you something right now. Hulk Hogan, uh, Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, Macho Man and Hulk Hogan have a date with destiny. Oh, yeah. Starcade. Dig it.
All right, the Macho Man Randy Savage already making his presence known here on WCW Saturday Night. Oh, yeah! We're going to be right back. Don't go away. What was uh, the circumstances surrounding your jump to WCW in 94? There was a lot of talk that the WWF wanted you to do more commentary. Right. They wanted to keep in high gear. That's all it was. That's all it was is that they, they wanted me to do the commentary thing, you know, which which I will want to do sometime, you know, because mm -hmm. I got a pretty good slanted viewpoint on things, you yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel that I would like to express it at, at some time. You know, it's not even now, but mm -hmm. I, I just wasn't ready, you mm -hmm. know, to take off my boots at that point. I'm glad I didn't, you know what I mean? It was just like, it wasn't that, uh, it wasn't anything but an, an attitude or a direction which the, the WWF was going. And they proved to be 100% correct in where and where they were going because they had a vision about where they were going mm -hmm. but at the same time it didn't work for me mm -hmm. at that time and i'm glad that i made the move that i did uh looking back uh because uh i just wasn't ready to do that you know i got to do things because i want to not because i have to yeah. was there friction between you and the wwf and Vincent man not only from that but then they started up the skits with uh you know billionaire ted's right skits right and the huckster and the nacho man did that cause friction not at all not for me you know, because when they were doing that, if they wouldn't have uh, put me in the skits, I would have called up Vince McMahon and said, hey, brother, <laughs> be, a, be, my, be my bro, man. Make fun of me, you know? <laughs> because when he made fun of me, it made me important. Yeah, you know, there's, there's no such thing as bad publicity. There's no such so. thing as bad publicity. That's what you got to do. You know, I just said when, live TV, when, when it's live TV, nothing can go wrong. You got to shoot from the hip and let it rock. Mm -hmm. You know, so when uh, he was doing all those things about me, <laughs> I was just, I was proud. Yeah. I want to write a letter and say, Vince, thanks. <laughs> thanks for thinking about me. <laughs> Even in a bad sense, I love it. Mm -hmm. Now, you've had a lot of really high-profile matches. You fought the Warrior WrestleMania 7. A lot of people believe that was Warrior's best match ever. Uh, Flair WrestleMania 8. You had Hogan. Uh, what would you consider to be your best match? You've also had Flair, Rick Steamboat. All right. these are remembered. What, what do you consider to be your best? Boy, that's a, that's a real, real, real tough question. I think the, uh, as far as the fans letting me know feedback from the fans which is really the most important thing they, they always point to wrestlemania 3 with ricky the dragon steamboat and in front of 93,000 plus fans it's hard to argue with something like that because it was really a moment in time as far as rock going down that aisle and feeling that rush from all that energy inside uh the, that arena the silver dome because it was a world indoor record and it was just like uh something that you can, can't even explain or just it was just it was it was a wild it was a wild time right then as far as uh what led up to wrestlemania and then having that match it was uh with somebody as, as athletic at the time as ricky the dragon steamboat was you know we had mm -hmm. a pretty quick match right there i've had some great matches against andre the giant which i'm still recovering from <laughs> right? you know? but uh that's a phone. That's Vince McMahon calling. <laughs> Put him on line three. There we go. Not only, <laughs> right. not only do we have the autobiography announcement, now we got the announcement that you're going back to the That's WWF. right. There you right go. Vince doesn't, even, Vince doesn't even know about it. <laughs> right. A couple of questions left. One I wanted to ask, um, it's sort of a two-parter. 
How did you feel doing the the marriage at SummerSlam '91? Since there was like a lot of real life, yet you know you and Elizabeth have right. already been married for years. Yeah. How, how did you feel playing that out in front of the public like that? Good question. You know because uh, we were married at the time, and this was for the fans. But with twenty thousand plus fans in Madison Square Garden, and everybody's getting ready for the match, and I'm getting ready for a wedding, putting my tuxedo on. You know it was kind of wild. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. To talk about walking down the aisle into. Uh, I'd rather have gone into a cage match with Andre the Giant that day. <laughs> The other half of that one is a couple of years later in WCW, you were paired with Elizabeth again. That was after the divorce. That was after the divorce, right? Was that hard on you to have to do that? To me, it was like a full circle situation because, you know, if if I hadn't have done that, then I hadn't have got over it. You know what I mean? Because you know, I don't believe in taking taking anything to the grave. You know what I mean? You know, because uh, me and Elizabeth are still friends. You know what I mean? Uh, Just uh, something that didn't work, and it was it was it was a no problem situation. You know what I mean? And just you know, life goes on, and uh, you know, just. You know, you shouldn't spend the rest of your life dwelling over any one thing. Yeah. And uh, what was the feeling winning the world title? How important was it for you to win the world championship? For the it was first pretty time? important, you know, because uh, it was a situation where, you know, WWF is just like the, the place to be, was yeah. the place to be, still is the place to be. And I think that everybody should uh, get that buzz feeling, you know, when they do win it, you know, even though uh, we are the, you know, the kings of entertainment. You know, uh, it still it still does mean something. You know what I mean. And then, just winning the belt is not enough. It's how you carry the belt, because you're representing not only the organization but all the fans, and including yourself. You know, so uh, basically winning the belt that's really cool. But uh, taking the pressure, you know what I mean, because there is a little bit of pressure involved, yeah. and wearing it well, and being able to uh, it's almost like finishing your term as president of the United States and then handing it over. You know, you just yeah. don't hand over a torch that's not lit and too big yeah. too big to hold, yeah, you know. Yeah. Do you think uh, that, you know, the perception was that Hogan was really putting himself up next to you, tagged as a mega powers a lot. Do you think that took away from it a bit? Because the WWE sort of kept Hogan up there on a, the same kind of pedestal. Yeah. Do you think that took away from your world title reign at all? Oh, you, Hogan will try to suck blood from anybody to get himself over oh yeah to get himself over you know that's that's something that everybody just understood and still understands throughout that time you know yeah, what I mean yeah. but uh, that's alright we just kind of all knew it you know what I mean anytime anybody did something good we kind of looked over and there his face was so <laughs> <laughs> it, it didn't bother me it was just cool what's your relationship with Hulk Hogan right now no relationship mm-hmm. no I like girls he's got something else on his mind in December, Macho Man Randy Savage made his organization debut, his WCW debut, and he quickly sided with the Hulkster in his war with Kevin Sullivan. The Mega Powers were reunited. Ooh, yeah. He faced the Butcher, who was at Leslie, could be called Brother Brutai, became a heel, he now is the Butcher. And this took place at Starcade 94 in Nashville on December 27th. Hogan pinned his opponent to retain the title. On January 25th of 95 in Las Vegas, Hogan and Savage teamed, the Mega Powers teamed once again to beat Sullivan and Butcher. The Dungeon of Doom was attacking the Hulkster. (laughs) Yes! It is And you now possess the power. It is written upon the sand and blowing across the Pacific Basin. 
And you will take the real white finger tiger and strip the strips right off <laughs> The moon, the stars, and the planets are lined up. The tide is high. In tomorrow at bash at the beach, your destiny, Vader, is to destroy Hulk Hogan in the cage. And as you mutilate his body, you're going to drag his carcass through 70,000 people in the burning sand. The power I now possess is the greatest power on the face of the earth. It's greater than Hulk Hogan. It's greater than Hulkamaniac. Not even the 70,000 Hulkamaniacs on the beach will be able to save Hogan. This time, brother, history will be rewrote. This time, Vader is going to get the job done. My friend, Bash at the Beach in the cage is my the power, Vader! No! Vader must walk this road alone. Vader must fulfill his destiny. Vader will become the WCW Heavyweight Champion of the World! Do you do that? No, did you do that? Vader's have the power! Well, we'll see how powerful he is at the bash of the beach. Fans joining me live at this time is the Taskmaster, Kevin Sullivan. I want to know, I'm going to ask you pointedly out here, what's the story with you, the Dungeon of Doom, and Big Van Vader, the man who's going to be facing Hulk Hogan in a cage here at Bash at the Beach? My father and I have waited a long time for the demise of Hulkamania. We sent Vader on the roadkill tour. Gene Oakland, I'm going to ask you, you're an intelligent man, would you get into a steel cage with an insane man like Vader? Not after what I saw on the roadkill tour. He just demolished everybody. All these Hulkamaniacs out here will be weeping and crying because it is today that Hulkamania will be buried in the sands of Southern California. And we're going to start off with a friend of Hogan's. Jim Duggan, you will fall to Kamala. All right, Kamala, the Ugandan giant. Thank you very much, Taskmaster Kevin Sullivan. I share the trepidation of many of these fans and you great fans around the world at Hulk Hogan's title defense inside a steel cage against Big Bad Vader. By the way, even now at the 11th hour, you have time to call your cable company because at 7 o'clock Eastern time, straight up, we're going to be going live with Slim Jim's Bash at the Beach. Make that call right now to your cable company. And fans, stay tuned. We've got more of the main event live from Southern California on PBS. Soon thereafter, Vader, the United States champion, made a challenge for the world championship. The mammoth grappler from Denver, Colorado, seemed like Hogan's biggest challenge in years, quite possibly since the mighty earthquake or even Andre the Giant. At least size-wise, you can kind of compare maybe even to Yokozuna. 
At Super Bowl V on February 19th, he beat Vader by disqualification in Baltimore. In March, in March of 95, the Hulk Hogan NASCAR was prevalent on WCW television, number 43. WCW was starting to en- enhance their brand of Hulkamania on WCW programming. At the same time, offers were being made publicly about an ultimate surprise. Hogan plugged the arrival of some kind of newcomer, but some people did not believe it was the man many marks believed it would be. Before the uncensored event on March 19th in Tupelo, Mississippi, Hogan boasted happily about his new partner. The man appeared, and it wasn't the ultimate warrior as everyone thought. The Hulkster claimed, it's an ultimate surprise, brother. It was the Renegade, a youthful, talented wrestler. That's giving him credit. He had a lot of spunk, a lot of gung-ho. He wanted to make it work. Let's give him credit. But he lacked a lot of the in-ring skills, and when you're put in that type of gimmick, you're destined to fail. You cannot live up to the hype of such a superstar, a character like the Ultimate Warrior. And it seemed like a blatant ripoff. The Renegade and Warrior shared the intensity and look, but they were two different men entirely. That night in the South, Hogan and Vader wrestled for the WCW World title in a special leather strap match. Hogan eventually won the brutal matchup. Randy Savage, Arn Anderson, Ric Flair, the Renegade, Jimmy Hart, and the two participants of the bout were all engaged in some kind of activity during the closing moments. The brawl was all over the place. But the war was far from over. Hogan and Savage beat Flair and Vader in a tag team match on May 21st in St. Petersburg during Slamboree. He pinned Flair to win the bout. On July 16th of 95, Hogan defeated Vader in a steel cage match. He was accompanied by Jimmy Hart, an NBA basketball player, the first presence of him on WCW television, Dennis Rodman. Hogan entered his first War Games match. On September 17th in Asheville, Hogan teamed with Savage, Sting, and Luger to beat Kamala, the Zodiac, Shark, which was Earthquake, and Ming, all led by Kevin Sullivan, the Dungeon of Doom. He forced Zodiac, who was Brother Brutai, Brutus Beefcake, Butcher, you name it, the Booty Man. He forced him to submit at the 1845 mark. Not a popular War Games match. It was momentous because it was Hogan's first, but other than that, wasn't too memorable. Hurry, my son! Get away from the stove! The real white Bengal tiger approaches! The fate has been set! Hurry! Hurry, my son! My father, I smell his presence also! I feel him! Where am I? There's no Hulkamaniacs here. I've never been here before. Ah, It's not hot. Where is this place? I know you too. You two are behind. 
the demise of Hulkamania. I know about the Zodiac. I know about the dangerous Kamala. Hell yeah. I know about the man-eater. The shark. But Edston Stone is a legacy. The immortality of Hulkamania. And you too will be buried beneath it. You don't understand, Hogan. This is where darkness dwells and lives. Nobody has ever been able to defeat the immortal Hulk Hogan except yourself. You see, Hogan, you're the one that created me. And because of that, it's this simple. Your demise is etched in During the summer of 95, a new wrestler was introduced into World Championship Wrestling, and due to his size and skill, there was no question that he'd be making an impact quickly. The new man was The Giant, a man billed as the son of Andre the Giant. They were alike in size only, not look. I was suckered, was suckered in at first, I'll admit it. Was that really Andre's son? They don't sound alike. I thought Andre was from France. The Giant had also made his debut that year, and relatively inexperienced, but it didn't matter. He was about to hand Hogan his first WCW title loss, which was huge. Hogan wrestled the Giant on October 29th in Detroit and was disqualified when his manager, Jimmy Hart, hit the referee. This was at Halloween Havoc. The next night, it was announced that because of the technicality in the contract of the Hogan Giant contest, Hogan was going to lose the title. Hart had conspired with Kevin Sullivan and cost him the world title. The Giant was the new champion in his first match in WCW, his first match in pro wrestling history. And Jimmy Hart turned his back on Hulk Hogan to join the Dungeon of Doom. Hogan did win something that night in of Halloween Havoc in Detroit. Wrestling fans, I will not forget about this, don't worry. You're probably saying, oh, you missed the best part, Sean. He had beaten the Giant in a special monster truck match, which was held on top of the Joe Louis Arena. Yes, a monster truck match on top of the Joe Louis Arena. You heard me correct, fans. I'm ready for you, Giant. Right now, this is my world. Wait a minute, what are the rules you have to tell us, brother? All right, drivers, this is how it's going to be. The circle of the perimeter here, there are two charges. The vibrations of the truck can make it go off, and you can run over it. Unless it disables that truck, you keep on running them. Into this glass up, I want the truck to be completely out of the ring. That doesn't mean one set axle, that means two sets of axles. So the truck has to be completely out, all the way to the bumper. Can you see those? 
bumpers come in here, we're gonna weld them shut. Now I'm gonna be on the top of that truck, and when you see my hands and those charges go off, I'm gonna jump off that bumper, and the, and the best truck wins. So go for it. I'm gonna win. Yes, you guys. Oh, this is it. This is it. Basically, the rules. Let me reiterate for you, if I may. You need to get both sets of axles out of that circle in order to be declared the winner. And did I understand him correctly, Bobby, to say that there are two charges placed randomly within that circle? Is that what I heard? Well, if, if this thing runs on alcohol, there could be an explosion out there. I wouldn't want that truck to be anywhere near any pyro, any charges. Hogan could wind up in Toronto. Bob Chandler, as we're looking on, they are literally welding these two trucks together. There is no escape. Now it's going to be a battle to the finish here. We don't know what's going to happen. How much gas? How much uh, alcohol? alcohol? How big are the gas tanks? They held uh, about 15 gallons apiece. And if they do, if the charge goes off by that alcohol, they're goners. I mean, you got a guy with a welder there. <laughs> but if, the, if it blows up the hydraulic lines, they'll lose their steering. If it blows up the, uh, the water lines, they'll overheat. But the worst thing, if they blow up the, the uh, fuel lines, they're gone. All right, you are looking at the top of Cobo Hall, Cobo Arena, adjacent to the Joe Lewis Arena here. We have got helicopters, we've got police, and now we have the world's first ever Monster Sumo match as the monster pushes Hogan. Hogan reacting, kicking in. And listen to this crowd inside of Joe Lewis Arena as Hulk Hogan buries the pedal to the metal. And they're not wearing any, uh, they're not wearing helmets. I don't think they have seatbelts in that thing, Bob. Oh, yeah, they got seatbelts. They'll be okay in a truck as long as they don't go off the edge of the building. They are strapped in. Now, Bob, you told me there are two full sets of axles actually turn in this. Well, on each of these trucks, you'll notice the back wheel steer and the front wheel steer. You've got a co-pilot pilot situation here. I tell you what, this is going to be like flying a space shuttle. It is. It's tough because the, one guy has to steer the rear tires and take care of the hydraulics. The other guy, Hulk, is going to steer the, the front axle the transmission, the, the uh, uh, gas pedal, the brake. So it's a battle in there. It is a battle, and right now it is Hulk Hogan taking the monster all the way back. He is, he is pushing. He is digging in. It has been raining, sprinkling here in Detroit for the last couple of days, and now you're getting an inside look. The monster, his point of view, he is pushing Hogan back. Hogan only appears to be about 15 feet away from the edge, but again, maneuvering those back axles Shifting the torque, shifting the weights of the trucks around. I expected Hogan to be a little slow because he's, this is fairly new to him. He hasn't driven this that much, but he's doing a great job. We always expect Hogan to be slow, and he never lets us down. <laughs> Hulk Hogan keeping the action in the center. There you see our aerial cam. We have got a helicopter circling the roof. And again, we got to tell you, we are five stories up above, and you can see the flashing lights. Just beyond that, a brick wall. Just beyond that is Windsor, Canada. And nothing in between it other than a parking lot and a river. Oh, look at this! Here Hogan's we go. going back! Hogan is back! They didn't get both tires out. they got to get him all the way out before they win. So. Only, that's right, only one set of wheels. And now Hogan... And just, you can hear the roar of these vehicles. Bob, if they weren't hooked together, they were like in the Bonneville salt flats, how fast can one of these trucks go? Well, they drive about 100 miles an hour, Bobby. Oh, look at this. Hogan now. Hogan just to go out. This is exciting. Hogan. Now, it looks to me like Hogan is, is positioning the monster towards the center. He may be trying to swing him out of here, Bob. That's, what he, that's a good angle if he could do that. He could swing him around and 
get some momentum going, he can swing him all the way out, the, all the way out of the ring. And now Hogan going back again, and I'll tell you what, this Dungeon of Doom truck is one frightening-looking machine. But what would you expect? I think Hogan's going to have the horsepower to torque by the time we're through. He did a lot of work on this truck, and uh, he should win this. Is, is that rain there on the roof, or was Hogan just nervous earlier? <laughs> Look at this, Hogan going back again. Hogan going back, and we have a charge. We have a charge. They Almost hit. got him all the way out. They hit one of those random place charges, and you can't tell. It doesn't appear that there's been any damage done to the truck. Here's our aerial shot again. We have the fire department is up here. We have ambulances. And I'll tell you, if they go off, we won't need them. If they go off that rooftop into the river, you won't find them for months. If you ever do. History is being made tonight, Bishop. You realize that? History is being made. These two 11,000 pound, 1,500 horsepower, alcohol burning monster sumo trucks doing what has never been done before. And you are seeing it at Halloween Havoc as you get a good look at Hogan and he is really muscling this truck. It must be hard to hold on to this machine, Bob. It is. There's a lot, lot going on with that size tire and that much weight. Oh, I think he's look got it, though. He's got, he's got it. Got he's got it. He's going to take him out. Back. He won it. He's Very good. Inside the building, the crowd reacting. I don't know if you're catching that at home. I'll tell you, WCW has changed the course oh, look of at this. Wait a he's nuts. He crawled out of He's going after Hogan. Oh. Oh, we're going to have it right up on the roof. Wait a minute. No, there is no security. We don't have enough security up there for this. He's going to throw him off the roof, Bishop. No, 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 no. He's going to throw him No, 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 oh, no. At the edge of the roof. Oh, no. Whoa, whoa! You better get the fireman out there with the nets. The giant has got Hulk Hogan on the edge of the roof of Cobo Hall. Oh my! Oh no! Oh no! Off of that! Somebody, get him off of there! Get him off of there! No! No! Oh my God! No! Oh no! Help. Help! No! Help. Oh my God! Right around. Oh. Hogan was without the title for the first time in 469 days. I miss those type of title wins, don't get me wrong. This was needed for to put WCW on the map as true competitors with the World Wrestling Federation on a national scale. This was the longest reign in either the NWA or WCW since Ric Flair's fourth reign as world champion between 84 and 86, which we'll get into during the first part of the Horseman Files. In many... Well, you can say what many consider to be a dream match. Hogan wrestled Sting for the first time in a squared circle during the November 20th of 95 edition of Monday Nitro. He went to the ring through the crowd wearing a black face mask. During the encounter, Hogan powered out of a scorpion deathlock before hitting the boot to the face. He missed his famous leg drop and injured his leg. 
Sting locked on hit a second death lock on Hogan. It seemed as if a submission was near and all but just seconds away. When the Dungeon of Doom ran out. And stopped the bout. Randy Savage, who had been watching the match from ringside, stopped the Giant from a double choke slam on both Hogan and Sting. Savage got choke slam in return for his actions. Hogan and Sting teamed in the end to ward off their opponents. The match was rolled a no contest. He did have an opportunity to regain the WCW World Title at World War III on November 26th of '95 in Norfolk. Norfolk. That's easier for me to say, huh? but was pulled out of the ring by the Giant after being one of only two men remaining in the 60-man battle royal. The other man, Randy Savage, won the title. This was a three-ring 60-man battle royal, the biggest battle royal ever in World Championship Wrestling, arguably professional wrestling history. It was a big schmoz, hard to follow because you had three rings, 20 wrestlers in each ring, but the winner would become WCW World Champion. And remember, Hogan had not even got over the top rope. Instead, was pulled under the ropes to the floor. Therefore, technically, he should have still been an active competitor in the match. It still stood, and Randy Savage was world champion. The next night, Hogan pinned Umaris during Nitro after a leg drop. He also brawled with the Giant after an interview with Randy Savage. Hogan appeared from the locker room during the December 4th Nitro after Ric Flair ran from the ring guilty after interfering in a match between Luger and Savage. Hogan nailed Sting after he ran to the ring by accident and led to a confrontation between the two most popular men in WCW. A rematch between the two stars was set for their inconclusive, well basically from their inconclusive November match. Nothing took place other than words spoken between the two. Another missed opportunity. Was that the last of Sting and Hogan to come? All right, Michael Jordan's got his restaurant in Chicago. Coach Don Shula of the Miami Dolphins, he's got a steakhouse. But WCW's own world heavyweight champion Hulk Hogan, he's got Passamania in the Mall of America. I want to try to get a word with him if I can squeeze in there. Hulk Hogan coming up. Debut edition. Up Monday Nitro, you've got Big Bub in the main event. Who's the greatest wrestler in the world? You know something, Eric Bischoff? Tonight on Monday Nitro, Pasta Mania has got all my Hulkamaniacs running wild. And I've eaten so many Hulkaroos and Hulkyus, I kind of feel sorry for Big Bubba, brother. Because tonight, brother, first time on TNT, I'm putting the WCW heavyweight title on the line. And with Pasta Mania running through my brain. Who's going to beat Big Bubba tonight, Hulkamaniacs? And when I'm done dragging him around the Mall of America and all my Pasta Maniacs are tearing their WCW shirts off, brother, I'm going to give Big Bubba a dose of my Hulkaroos up there and then I'm going to body slam him again. You know, with little Hulkamaniacs like that, Pasta Maniacs all around the Mall of America, Big Bubba, you better tighten up that waist on, brother, because the Hulkster's slim and trim. I've been eating my pasta mania. And what you gonna do in the Mall of America, brother, when Hulk Hogan, pasta mania, and all my pasta maniacs run wild on you? What's he gonna do? All right. Around this time is when WCW Monday Nitro came about, and we saw the debut edition feature Hulk Hogan 
in the main event against Big Bubba Rogers. And we saw the re-debut of Lex Luger into World Championship Wrestling, which caught everyone by surprise. Hogan has now launched WCW in the Monday Night Wars against WWF Monday Night Raw. I'm playing around with kids. I'm here to get it on with the big boys, and that means you. And I don't care whether it's next month, next year, or five years from now. I'm going to get my shot. You see this, brother? This is the WCW heavyweight title, brother. I'm the champion, and that's the way it's going to stay forever and a day. I know where you've been, brother. You've been playing games. I'm going to have to give you your due, brother. I know when you started and how long you've been at it, brother. But when you come in the WCW, when you get in Hulk Hogan's face, brother, there's thousands of Hulkamaniacs, brother, that are going to stand behind me each and every bit of the way, Luger. So as far as I'm concerned, brother, as great as you may be, you don't have to prove nothing to me, brother. You don't have to wait till next week. You don't have to wait till next month. Just stick that stinky palm of yours out, brother. Shake my hand, and I'll put the WCW title on the line next Monday on Monday Nitro right in Miami. I'll put the title the no, WCW. You better kill like about that? I'm hitting a home run. You better be Ladies and gentlemen, I can't believe it. Apparently next Monday, yes, it's been confirmed. Hogan and Luger for the WCW heavyweight title. If we can keep it under wraps. Eric Bischoff, Steve McMichael, the brain. I can hardly wait till next Sunday in the meantime. From the Vault of America, have a great one. All right, I'll tell you what, you just heard it. The match has been signed. Hulk Hogan to put his WCW World Heavyweight title on the line next Monday night. Nitro coming your way from Miami. Sabu's going to be here. Michael Wall Street is going to be here. More action than you can find anywhere you go looking for. Well, you heard it up there for yourself, sports fans. If you don't tune in next week, you got to screw loose. And I'll tell you one thing about the Dungeon of Doom, baby. You ain't their fan no more. After that, the unmitigated gall of them jumping in there like that, brother. You're getting this stuff off. Was he in the All movie, right. Ben? We're out of time. Thanks for joining for us on this debut edition of WCW Monday Nitro on TNT. And we'll see you next week when Hogan meets Luger. Hogan teamed with Sting on December 11th to prove that everyone was on the same page. He pinned Double A Arn Anderson in a match against the latter and Nature Boy Ric Flair. Brian Pillman ran to the ring and joined his horseman buddies in beating down both heroes before Lex Luger ran out to even things up. The Macho Man Randy Savage was the fourth fan favorite to appear and accidentally got hit and belted by Sting throwing another wrench into the fold. In the end, Hogan and the trio attempted to iron things out. Hogan helped Savage retain the world championship in his defense against the Giant on December 18th. A chair shot made things easier. He also declared his motives in wanting a title shot, and Savage agreed to a future match, if he was still champ. Things were changing in WCW. The Hulkster was vying for the WCW championship. In late December, Flair beat Savage for the WCW World title at Starcade. 
the granddaddy of them all. Hogan did not even wrestle in the show. He did, however, receive a shot at Flair's new championship during the January 1st of 1996 live edition of Monday Nitro. The match ended with the four horsemen, Randy Savage, and the Giant in the ring. He didn't capture the belt. Hogan and Savage challenged Flair and Anderson to a tag match during the following week's Nitro in Charleston, West Virginia. The contest was held. Hogan pinned Anderson before a brawl broke out between the Horsemen, the Dungeon of Doom, and the winners of the matchup. During the January 22nd live edition of Nitro, Nitro now was going live each and every week as it began off to beat Monday Night Raw, who was going live every other week, every few weeks. So Nitro and Hogan were separating themselves from the competition from his old boss, Vince McMahon. On that live edition of Nitro in January of the 22nd, we saw Hogan join Savage in the ring after capturing the WCW World title from Ric Flair. Again, he stated that he wanted his shot. Savage finally agreed. He pinned an old foe, the one-man gang, later in the ring. The Dungeon of Doom and the Horsemen tried to ruin the celebration, but Hogan was able to run them all off. Promotions for the upcoming Clash of the Champions was spoken about throughout the month. Hogan was going to team with Savage against the Giant and Flair in the main event. The two favorites were upset at the Clash. Hogan met Flair in a singles match on January 29th. He was accompanied by Miss Elizabeth, woman, and several other ladies to the ring. Flair nailed Hogan with one of Elizabeth's shoes after Jimmy Hart got involved and scored the pin. Hogan bled profusely. Miss Elizabeth was in the corner of Nature Boy Ric Flair, opposing opposing the Macho Man Randy Savage and the Hulkster. On February 11th in St. Petersburg, Hogan beat the Giant in a cage match. Also, Flair was able to regain the world title from Savage, allowing a future heel versus babyface title bout between Hogan and Flair. This is when the title was flip-flopping and hot potato between superstars. As Nitro started to gain in the ratings, still were not able to beat Monday Night Raw, but they were gaining some ground. On Nitro, Hogan suffered an upset pinfall loss to Arn Anderson. Many fans were shocked at the loss, and others were excited by the fact that the only unbeatable Hogan was being taken down on more of a regular basis. This is a new element for the Hulkster. The horsemen start to play a big part in the finishes of Hogan's matches. He was defeated for a second time by Arn Anderson on February 19th. Hogan was disqualified after a savage run-in. A man known as the Booty Man, like I discussed, Ed Leslie, the Zodiac, the Butcher, Brother Brutai, you name it, joined the Hogan Savage crew later in the night with an important save. Another one of Hogan's arch enemies from the past returned to the wrestling circle in March of 96. The man was Zeus, who was competing under a different name and a full-fledged member of the Dungeon of Doom. Due to Zeus being a name owned by, or trademarked by WWF, a new name for Zeus needed to be crowned. The former foe in No Holds Barred had returned. Zeus was known as Z-Gangsta. Yep, Z-Gangsta fans and was as big as ever. Hulkamania was in danger. 
He had gotten the better of them during their feud in 89, but it was 1996, and things were a little different. Zeus was also known worldwide as Debo. Now, I want to step on a soapbox or add a side note here to the story of Hulkamania. Now, as we're rolling in the WCW era of Terry Bollea, the immortal Hulk Hogan. It was seen around this time when Hogan's popularity was starting to decline or we saw a little bit of staleness, if that's a term I can use, or we start to see it get old and tired as we start to see a lot of old rehashed names from Hogan's past resurface in WCW to relive those mid to late 80s moments from a supposed son of Andre the Giant to overturning one-man gang to taking on or battling, teaming up with Macho Man Randy Savage. Even Ric Flair and Hogan was seen at a smaller scale, surprisingly, in the WWF. But they had even more memorable championship matches in WCW. But again, we saw prior in Hogan's career. We've seen Hogan take on big superstars such as Yokozuna, translated into WCW with Vader. Kind of new was the horseman battle with Hogan. That was fairly new because you added other elements besides Ric Flair into the feud. We saw Hogan interact with Brutus the Barber Beefcake, Brother Brutai, Booty Man, Zodiac, Butcher, you name it. That was the last we'd see of Ed Leslie team up with Hogan in a stable form. We saw Jimmy Hart turn his back on the Hulkster. First come in with the Hulkster in great fanfare, turn his back. We saw Hogan pair up with Mr. T once again. So much of Hogan's past has been rehashed in WCW. Things were getting a little old, a little tired, a little stale. And it was compounded on the return of Zeus, Debo, Z Gangsta in WCW. But in the meantime, Hulk Hogan... Next week is a big one in Las Vegas for World Championship Wrestling. You know something, man? This isn't the only problem we got out here, brother. You know something? The clash of the champions. Macho Man with a secret weapon. With a giant man. With Ric Flair, brother. We're going to take him apart. But the thing is, man, you and I got a problem, man. Yeah, oh really, you and I got a problem. What's the problem? I've been on one heck of a roll lately. And as of tonight, this is the fourth time that Lex Luger has beaten you. And I say, the belt, the WCW title that has my name, Hulk Hogan, on it, should be my title shot next week. But tonight, you pulled a fast one on everybody, brother. You had it signed on the dotted line before we got here. Listen, brother, you couldn't be more wrong. And I'm going to give you a chance to back up right now. But don't push me against the wall because I'll come back like an explosion that you've never seen before. You know me better than anybody. We've been to hell and back 12 times, brother. My name is not Nick Bockwinkle. They gave me the title shot because I deserve the title shot. And what happened tonight against Lex Luger? Yeah, I got beat, okay? But I'll tell you, it's in the cards right now for me to get another shot at the WCW World Heavyweight title in Las Vegas. Buddy at Nitro, and I'm gonna take that shot. All I'm saying is we're one and the same, man. We're on a roll. I got a better chance. I got the momentum, brother. Your arm looks to me like it ain't 100%. Luger beats you tonight. Now what do you gotta say? It should be my title shot. I'm 100% 
See you in Las Vegas. See you at the Class of the Champions. And I'm out of here. Laid off. Hey, man. You can't walk away like that. You and I got a date the Clash. You're my friend. All right, the Macho Man, Randy Savage, exiting the Night Center here in Miami. He is followed by Hulk Hogan. And coming up a week from tomorrow night at the Clash of Champions, it's going to be Hogan and Savage against the Giant and the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Eric, Bobby Heen, and Mongo, let's get back to you, gentlemen. Coming up next, Hulk Hogan takes on Ming. But what about the Dungeon of Doom? What about the Four Horsemen? And what about the Macho Man, Randy Savage? Hogan and Savage teamed to wrestle in an eight-man special doomsday cage match in Tupelo, Mississippi. The odds were definitely against them, but they prevailed. Savage pinned Flair to win the match. The presence of Zeus was strong and in full effect. Although it wasn't enough for the Dungeon or the Horsemen to get the victory, Hogan had the partnership of the Booty Babe on April 15th for his handicap match against Sullivan and Anderson during Nitro. It may have helped. He won and was supposed to get five minutes alone with Jimmy Hart. The Giant appeared on the scene and choke slammed the winner. The move spawned a quick recovery and Hogan returned to slam the Giant, Andre style. He almost did the same to Mean Gene. Hogan missed some time in the weeks and months that followed, although he was mentioned often. He was doing some publicity, some promotional advertisement for WCW, doing his movie thing, commercials getting some time away from WCW from a long stretch since he debuted with the Ticker Tape Parade in Orlando. Now, while Hogan's first two years in WCW were successful, they were not without difficulties. The 90s was vastly different, and it was a different world from the 80s, and fans who grew up watching The Immortal One began to look at his famous hero, or her famous hero, with an image through eyes tinted with cynicism in a wrestling world populated by Austin 316 and extreme championship wrestling. There was not much room left for the classic All-American good guy. Hogan's controversial request to have full creative control over his matches and storylines in WCW did not endear him to fans either. Many observers felt he abused this perk in order to maintain his spot at the top of the card, often at the expense of other competitors and other rising young stars. We started to see a lot of replaying of old WWF storylines, old WWF characters come back to feud with Hogan in a different venue, in a different aspect, under different names. But at the end, it was still a retread, a replay, a rewind of Hulkamania's earlier career in the mid to late 80s into the early 90s. Now, as the mid 90s came through, something different was needed. With fan support slowly declining, Hogan needed to make a drastic career move. One he hoped would never, he would never, ever have to make. For the first time since 1981, Hulk Hogan was to become a hated rollblade. For the first time since 1981, Hulk Hogan was to become a hated rule breaker. A villain, a true heel. The Hulkster was turning on the fans. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. (laughs) 
Wrestling fans, it's time to thank our sponsors of the Beyond the Bell podcast. Stitcher is a leading mobile audio company that provides a revolutionary media service which allows audio content to be easily aggregated, organized, and shared on mobile devices. It features the most up-to-date and relevant content in business, sports, politics, entertainment, and current events from the media industry's premier content providers. By focusing on the growing market for mobile content distribution, Stitcher works to provide an innovative platform for listening to audio content on the go. You can download the Stitcher app on all smartphones via the Android Market and the iTunes App Store. Stitcher, now streaming innovative audio. The SNS Radio Network provides daily audio programming that covers professional wrestling and sports entertainment. All produced by JJ Allcap Sexy, shows include Wrestling News Live, The Pro Wrestling Rewind, Unplugged with JJ Sexy, and of course, the flagship of the SNS Radio Network, Sunday Night Showdown. The SNS Radio Network is streamed at Justin.tv, AudioWrestling.com, SNSRadioNetwork.com, Skype, and Google Voice. Basically, if you're not listening, you're not trying. Squared Circle Media. Jerome Willen provides Squared Circle Media to all pro wrestling fans. Squared Circle Media was designed to contain exclusive audio and video content. Squared Circle Media is proud to make episodes of Beyond the Bell and other pro wrestling audio content available to wrestling fans around the world. Pro Wrestling Ringside Radio contains news stories with analysis and opinions. And it is designed to be interactive by encouraging other fans to submit their own views of the top pro wrestling news stories. Pro wrestling fans are encouraged to send in their thoughts from Live Raw, SmackDown, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, and other independent wrestling events held around the globe. You can find all content from Squared Circle Media at www.squaredcirclemedia.net. Ringannouncing.com is the official website of ring announcer Sean Beckerman. This is where you will find video, audio, and the latest schedule for the future of ring announcing. That's www.ringannouncing.com. All videos are streamed at the YouTube channel, also labeled Ring Announcing. The Jetpack. Hosts Sean Beckerman and Frank Zintel bring you The Jetpack, the brand new podcast dedicated to the New York Jets. The Jetpack airs every week during the New York Jets regular season. Each show will discuss last week's game, the game plan for next week, and much more. It includes audio and comments from Jets players and staff, courtesy of NewYorkJets.com. You can find all archive shows at jetpack.libsyn.com and on iTunes. The Jetpack has blasted off fans. If you are interested in advertising on Beyond the Bell, email us at btbwrestling at gmail.com and in the title type, Advertising. Join the Beyond the Bell revolution. It's go time! Wrestling fans, thank you so much for joining us once again for another edition of the Pro Wrestling Nostalgia Show that takes you back in time as we turn back the clocks, rewind, and reliving the greatest and worst in the world of sports entertainment. For any questions, comments, and hate mail, contact us at btbwrestling at gmail.com. Remember to like us on Facebook, Beyond the Bell, Pro Wrestling Nostalgia Podcast, Follow us on Twitter at, at Sean Beckerman. That's S E A N B E C K E R 
M-A-N. That's your host, ring announcer, Sean Beckerman. That's my official Twitter handle. And also, search on our official website, www.ringannouncing.com, for future dates coming up for myself announcing certain uh, releases of audio and video under the Ring Announcing banner. As well as on YouTube, search all videos for myself and Beyond the Bell under Ring Announcing. We're working on a special Beyond the Bell YouTube channel as well to combine both Ring Announcing and Beyond the Bell together. Also, like mentioned under the sponsor section, the Jetpack Near Jets podcast can be found on YouTube. You can find all archive shows under beyondthebell.podbean.com. And don't forget to check all the archive shows and live shows streaming at snsradionetwork.com, as well as Beyond the Bell on the SNS Radio Network. So, fans, thank you so much for joining us for another retro edition of Beyond the Bell. The Hulkamania Chronicles ends the intro chapter into WCW, as Hogan is now officially in World Championship Wrestling. As we close the babyface chapter of Hogan in WCW, we open up the next chapter of the Hulkamania Chronicles, the NWO. Stay tuned for that, fans. Also, in the coming weeks, we'll open up our textbooks to WCW 101, our next chapter, through the history of World Championship Wrestling, which coincides nicely, a nice parallel to the Hulkamania Chronicles, as we're kind of gaining ground between both series. Also, don't forget the other series that launched in spirit of the induction for the Four Horsemen in the 2012 Hall of Fame. We open up the Horsemen Files. We look on a chronological basis of the history of the Four Horsemen. We search year by year and study how the group came to supremacy and dominated sports entertainment like no other faction has ever before. The Horseman Files have debuted, and they're kicking off on Beyond the Bell, so stay tuned for that. Also, special attractions for Beyond the Bell, special topics, such as La Familia, the greatest families in professional wrestling, as well as we look back at the greatest play-by-play and color commentators, the talkers, the men behind the action, the men that tell the stories, or women in certain cases, of pro wrestling, so stay tuned for that, fans. So much more in the coming weeks and months, as well as WrestleMania Month, that kicks off in March all the way into April as we look each and every week at the history of WrestleMania from stats and facts to dream cards to all-time favorite moments in the history of the spectacular known as WrestleMania. Also, wrestling fans, hopefully in the coming weeks, if not even sooner, I'll have a special announcement to make regarding a future partnership that your ring announcer, Sean Beckerman, may be a part of and it may get extreme fans. So stay tuned as some things may unfold in the coming weeks, which I would love to have all the BTB fans be a part of. So stay tuned for that as it's uh, under wraps, top secret, but hopefully I'll have some future uh, special announcement to make coming soon. So we'll finish and wrap things up with our old school theme of the week, which of course we mentioned earlier will feature a little ditty from the Hulk Rules album featuring the wrestling boot band Linda Bolea and all Mouth of the South Jimmy Hart no gentries but Hulk Rules will wrap things up for our Hulkamania Chronicles edition as we look at the Hulkster arriving in WCW and we'll see you next week as we'll rewind relive all things nostalgia reliving retro wrestling is what we do here on Beyond the Bell 
via the SNS Radio Network. Good night, everybody. Announcer Sean Beckerman here. Want to go back in time and relive the greatest and worst in the world of sports entertainment? From all-time favorite matches to the worst gimmicks in pro wrestling, we cover it all. So join us each and every week on the SNS Radio Network as we go beyond the bell. What? 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 All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we are awaiting the arrival of the one and only Hulk Hogan. Tomorrow night on pay-per-view, 
the biggest match in professional wrestling history, the Bash at the Beach, you one-on-one -on -one with Ric Flair for the WCW Heavyweight title, Hulkster. Well, let me tell you something, Mean Gene. The fact that Hulk Hogan is here in the WCW, this is the biggest day in my life, the biggest day in my career. And now that Ted Turner has put his seal of approval, now that his words are etched in stone, this is the number one wrestling organization in the world, brother. And all the maniacs know that, dude. Amen. And as far as next Sunday goes, July 17th, the Bash at the Beach. One man, one belt, one title, one world heavyweight champion, brother. That match will be the one that the whole world watches, brother. All the Hulkamaniacs on the inside, the thousands of them. All the thousands of Hulkamaniacs on the outside of the building, brother. And all the millions upon millions of Hulkamaniacs all over the world watching their TVs will see one winner, one loser, and one world's heavyweight champion, dude. You know, I should point out, just for the record, Sensuous Sherry is barred from the building here tonight, but I understand she will be in Orlando. Well, you know something, brother? When Ric Flair said he was the dirtiest player in the game, we realized what he was talking about. And when Sensuous Sherry came out, we saw that Ric Flair was his, that, that Sherry was his down card. But let me tell you something, brother. My prayers have finally been answered, brother. We will have Ric Flair in Orlando. But tonight, the WCW, Eric Bischoff, and interactive wrestling is the cutting edge, brother, of the wrestling business. Tonight, all the media, Jimmy Hart, dial that phone number for me, brother. Tonight, the Hulkamaniacs have a chance to call in and decide who they want to wrestle tonight. And as far as the main event goes, Jimmy, give me that number. I want to see Ric Flair wrestle Sting tonight, brother. That's the main event I want to see, dude. Wait a minute, because Sherry's barred from the building, I don't think Ric Flair's got any interest in wrestling. Well, brother, I don't care what Ric Flair wants. That's what's so cool about this thing, brother. The Hulkamaniacs can make a difference. Even without Sherry here, we can put Ric Flair in the ring against Sting, brother, and he's got nothing to say about that. Absolutely right. If you do vote for Ric Flair, he'll have no choice but to get in the ring and meet Sting, so... Keep that in mind as you make those telephone calls. You know, we got the Shack Attack in Orlando. We got George Foreman there, brother. We got Hammer and Hank, who's taught me how to hit a home run with Ric Flair's head. But the one thing that I got now in my corner, the one man watching my back, the man that knows how to bite, scratch, claw, and fight for what he believes in, and that's the training, the prayers, the vitamins. That man is here with me tonight, brother. He is the best street fighter in the world and that's my main man brother mr t brother about having the deck stack brother when you talk about having a down card brother we're not worried about sneaky sherry anymore brother if any of your friends want to come out from the back during the bash at the beach if any of your friends want to try to interfere in my match 
with Ric Flair. I've got the maniac mugger here, brother. I could put him at ringside, but he's going to be hovering the Alandra Arena. And I pity the fool that gets in your way, brother. You said it, Hulk. I'm glad to be here with you, brother. Wherever you go, I'll be there. We're going to take control of the WCW. And Ric Flair, you better look out. Sensational Sherry, whatever your name is, Sneaky Sherry, you better look out. Anybody that try to take care of business, you know, sneak you from the back, that's my job. You take care of the business in the ring, I'll be patrolling the outside, up in the balconies, in the alleyways, taking care of business. Don't worry about nothing. I got you covered. And what you gonna do, Ric Flair? What you gonna do, Ric Flair, when the largest arms in the world in Hulkamania run wild on you? I pity the fools! Stay tuned, we're back after this! tell you one thing and you can get as outraged as you want. You are not world championship wrestling. You want to go to Rupert's and you want to play on the social life of Atlanta, you go. But the title will stay here and it's that simple. Yeah. What are you simple. talking about? What we're talking about is the, the, the voting is very close and the fans want to see the world champion Rick Flair wrestle Sting. Let's go back to the ring. 